podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Thursday before a weekend in which we play our last game in this season. Not a whole lot is going on, but you know how it is. Uh, we will make do. We will start with a former Red who... I'm not surprised by this comment, but it's disappointing to see all the same. Uh, it's long been known that Pepe Reina has some very strange views on the world. And today he's come out with the following. Vinny, question mark. The less he provokes rival fans and the less he protests to the referee, the more respect he will have from anyone. He is becoming one of the be- one of the best, but I think he must mature in behaviour and have more respect for his rivals. Yeah, that's definitely going to stop the racism, isn't it? The reason people are being racist to him is because he's complaining to referees about getting racially ab- abused. That's definitely good logic, Pepe. What an absolute bellend. File Pepe Reina along with the Pebble Lovren in a folder marked regrettable X-Reds. Dickheads. Right, we move on. From Rome to Istanbul, our fave photos from European Cups number one and five. This is the lead piece on This Is Anfield, put together by Joanna Durkin. There's a great picture of the team with Emlyn Hughes running with the trophy in his hand. Another great picture of the players, Terry McDermott, Tommy Smith and Phil Neal um, holding the cup up to the Liverpool fans. Picture of Ray Clemens, another picture of Emily Hughes, a picture of the scenes that greeted Liverpool on their return to Merseyside a picture of Bob Paisley looking resplendent with the trophy. Then there's a picture of Gerard's goal, a picture of Gerard trying to rile the crowd after his goal. Jamie Carragher, Milan Barros, John Arnarisa and Xavi Alonso sprinting towards Jersey Dudek to greet him after we'd won the penalty shootout. Carragher doing that Strange celebration that he did with Alonso and Risa in pursuit. Carragher and Gerard, the two players it meant the most to. Gerard lifting the cup. Dudek, Sammy Hippie, Vladi Schmitzer, 
Milan Barros and Luis Garcia. And I think that's John, John Anarisa in a silly hat. And then this picture has Scott Carson, Cisse, Latalak, Traore. I'm not sure who the bold fella is. Not sure who that is at all. Um, Harry Kuehl, Schmitz is a great picture. One of Rafa and Stevie. These are brilliant pictures. These are absolutely brilliant pictures. This is a must for everybody to go and look at. Uh, it's the lead piece right now on This Is Anfield. I assume it will stay there for a while. Liverpool confirm six players to leave women's squad, including record holders. So let's have a look and see who's leaving. Um, Megan Campbell, Carla Humphrey, Leanne Robe, Rhiannon Roberts, all leaving. Uh, Ashley, Hodge, Ashley Hodson, who's the club's record appearance holder, she's leaving. And Charlotte Clark will also leave. There's always a lot of turnover in the women's game. But losing six players in one summer doesn't seem ideal. Um, Can you name Liverpool's 12 goal scorers at Anfield in the 22-23 season? So there's a quiz there that you can take part in. Um, Manuel Ugarte's next club confirmed after Liverpool transfer link. Um, there's been reports linking him with Chelsea, Tottenham and Villa I wouldn't believe any player being linked with Tottenham right now they've got no sporting director or no manager so they don't know what their approach is going to be Um, he's also been linked with PSG in the last day or so Liverpool Loney's stunning free kick seals Europe May seal next transfer. Uh, Leighton Clarkson scored another outstanding goal for Aberdeen. Um, I reckon we'll probably get a couple of million for him. David Ornstein reported yesterday that Mason Mount is leaning towards Manchester United as his next destination. So I've been thinking about this a lot. So when word first came out about what we were planning for this summer, The two midfielders that we allegedly had decided to target were Jude Bellingham and Mason Matt. Now, obviously, we made public through local journalists that we were pulling out of the chase for Jude a few, well, about a month ago. And then the McAllister talk started. And reports from Argentina are that we have basically got that deal wrapped up. Now, whether we have or not remains to be seen, but shall we wait and see? But here's the thing. If you were to look at Jude and his attributes and Mount and his attributes, which of them would you say Alexis is closer to? Because for me, it's clearly Mason Mount. It's not Jude. Jude is a powerful box-to-box player. Mason Mount is more of a final third player. Alexis is more a final third player than he is a box-to-box player. 
And I wonder if we moved on from Mount a few weeks back because Chelsea have been demanding a silly fee. Mason Mount with three years left in his deal wouldn't be worth 85 million. Not for me anyway. 60 million would have been fair with three years left. With a year left, 40, 45, you might stomach 50. But ideally, you'd like to get him a bit lower than that. So I do wonder if Alexis and Mount were the ones we were looking at for one role and Jude and let's say Kefren Turam or players of that ilk for the other role. That to me just makes more logical sense. I just don't see how you go from we want Jude to, okay, let's sign Alexis McAllister. Their profiles are completely different. Just even from a physical point of view, they're completely different. So I am curious to see what happens there. But I've said all along, I don't believe that Alexis, Mount and Gravenberch were the three midfielders we were looking at. I think they're three midfielders we have looked at. But I think we're only signing one of them, and I think it's Alexis. Gravenberch just doesn't make sense. Now, you could argue Gravenberch is a, a bargain bin Jude Bellingham. And you'd probably be accurate enough with that. He's a super talented player, but he's been awful for two years. And the thing with Gravenberch is he's not good enough to come in and start straight away. And with the form Curtis has shown, he's not likely to be the backup, the first backup either. And there's also the Thiago factor. And then there's a club captain. So I I just don't see how Gravenberch would make any sense for us. I think Gravenberch was a target last summer when he would have been available very cheap. I think Byron paid $18 million for him. I think we might have looked at him again in January when we thought he'd be cheap because we thought Curtis Jones might push to leave. Or we thought maybe we might look to sell Curtis Jones. But the form Curtis has shown over the last two months or so has probably given pause for a rethink on that one. And I don't see that we would bring in Ryan Gravenberch when he'd just be competing with Curtis for minutes. And I think with the work that's been put into Curtis over the last few years, even if you think Gravenberch has a higher ceiling, which he probably does, Curtis is the better player now. And Curtis is more used to how we play. He's also got a bigger capacity for how we play. Ryan Gravenberch tends to look absolutely goosed about 50 minutes into games, which is a concern. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're just names that we've given to journalists to keep people occupied while we go about doing our business. Because we've had talks with at least one or two other players who haven't been mentioned by the mainstream media at all. So we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know that we're missing out on Mason Mount. I don't know that he's choosing Arsenal or United over us. I think we might have chosen Alexis over him. I think he'd be mad to go to United. I don't really understand why United would want him either. Because he's not better than Bruno. They have wingers by the abundance in Anthony, Sancho, Rashford and Garnacho. 
So unless he wants to be the backup to Bruno, or an, or maybe they're planning to move Bruno into a deeper role next to Casemiro and play Mount as a 10, maybe they'll do that. I don't think that'll be very wise because Bruno's a much better 10 than he is in that in a double pivot. Now, if you're playing in midfield three, that's where Bruno belongs, is actually on the right side of a midfield three. But I don't think him and Casemiro on a two is a recipe for success. But, you know, if that's the move he wants to make, that's the move he wants to make, and best of luck to him. I'm not going to say I'm upset by not signing. He's a good player. I'd have been happy if we got him. <coughs> but not at that price. Not at, that, at anything approaching that kind of price. Uh, what else do we have here? There's a good piece here on Alexis McAllister. All-round perfect team player. Why Alexis McAllister would thrive at Liverpool. This was written by Jack Lusby. Do check this one out. This is a really good piece. Uh, some good quotes in there from the like, likes of Deserby. So do give that one a read. Uh, on to Liverpool.com. Julian Ward transfer move will leave Jörg Schmatke parting gift as Liverpool can make millions and a picture of Leighton Clarkson. If we get three million for Leighton Clarkson, I think that's about the max. Liverpool made aware of Mason Mount preference. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I don't think that's going to affect us. Um, there's a piece on Gravenberch. Alexis McAllister done Mason Mount chances. God, this is the crap I read yesterday. It's nonsense. Um, Jude Bellingham has already summed up Liverpool and Man City difference after transfer decision. No one really knows what his decision is. No one knows if that quote about plastic clubs is true, so I wouldn't put too much into it. Um, Liverpool scouts star Pep Guardiola loves as Mason Mount transfer alternative emerges. That's a picture of Danny Olmo. Um, If we were looking for a Mason Mount alternative and looking at RB Leipzig and the player we were looking at wasn't Dominic Zabozlai, then everybody would need to have their heads clumped together. Liverpool gets final chance, final scouting chances, George Schmatke can prepare Michael Edwards' transfer raid. That is a picture of Romeo Lavia. Uh, Overlooked Ballon d'Or criteria change may make Mo Salah wait despite strong Liverpool case. Jörg Schmacki can meet Liverpool transfer brief as target ticks every box after Jurgen Klopp moved. This is Mickey van der Veen, um, who would be a very exciting signing for that left-sided centre-back role. He has enormous potential. Absolutely enormous potential. Um, on then to AnfieldIndex.com. Liverpool still a major draw, says Graham Sunes. Uh, ben Poscott has a piece up about a wonder kid he believes Liverpool should target. There are pieces up about Navi, uh, Nabi and Mo's tribute to Bobby. And then David Lynch was um, recently talking about transfer targets and who he thinks Liverpool could look at. So it's a lot of the players that people have already heard the names of. A couple of others do check that out there. And that's basically all I have for you.
Uh, Podcast-wise, there is a new Scouser Tommies, Jim and Jay back together. So do give that one a listen. And we've just recorded Scouted for Southampton, which in truth is basically our end of season awards um, with a a little bit on Southampton, maybe 15 minutes, because let's be honest, they don't deserve much more. Harry will do Rival Recon and have a more in-depth piece on that. So you can check out Rival Recon when it comes out. Uh, I don't know if there's a Moby on the spot coming this week. I'm hopeful that there is. And there will be Raw, of course. And this weekend is the final uh, Nina Kowser post-match show. So do make sure to give that a listen when it comes out. It is the last one. And Nina's had an unbelievable run doing that show. So make sure you give her the love and flowers she deserves on that one. And that is it. That's all I have today, folks. Thanks as always. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.